So I want to discuss the dollar, some of the currencies, the move we've seen this week in treasuries and rates. Jake Hanley, the managing director and senior portfolio strategist at Tecrium Trading, joins us for that. Jake, uh, let's talk a little bit about the focus here this morning, shifting from, well, the Fed to the jobs report. First, takeaways from the jolts figures yesterday. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. Always nice to see you. Uh, look, you know, jolts are headed the right direction versus uh, last month's report, but uh, still very strong and very hot. And, you know, as you and Kevin were just discussing, a lot of folks pay attention to wages. Um, and because that would suggest that the Fed's going to need to tighten quicker and perhaps even go 50 basis points at the next meeting now as the Fed funds are pricing in, um, I push back on that a little bit. I think that the real problem we have, again, I sound like a, a broken record here, but it's the money supply. And I say that because as wages are going up, employers are giving their employees raises through money that already exists in the system. Private employers cannot print money to create a bigger money supply, okay? Now, that's a little bit different in the public sector. So the, the federal government gives pay increases. Uh, the feds can, of course, uh, issue debt and, and create money to give wage increases. But really the issue we have here, Ben, with inflation is money supply. And so we can talk about you know 25 basis points, 50 basis points, and the impacts that might have on, on treasuries and the dollar. But overall with inflation, you have to reduce the money supply to make a dent. Uh, and wages are a symptom of inflation. They're not, they're not the cause of inflation. Jake, that makes me think a little bit about uh, how we should be well dialed in on the wages component in terms of the non-farm payrolls data tomorrow. But it also kind of makes me think to some of the questions that Fed Chair Jerome Powell had to address this week, right? Tuesday and Wednesday, lawmakers asking him about the debt ceiling ultimately and, uh, you know, the impact if we uh, were to default that that would have on the economy. Yeah, and he, he made it very clear that the Fed does not have a uh, rabbit they can pull out of a hat. Right. Um, and we shouldn't be expecting the Fed to backstop the calamity of a, uh, of a U.S. default. Um, you know, raising the debt ceiling, it's, it's important to have these conversations as it goes towards appropriations and, and what money is spent on. Um, as it relates to monetary policy, really, it's a moot point. I mean, this will be an unpopular opinion, but... The United States has already defaulted on its debt. Um, I mean, for evidence of that, look at the fact that the Fed owns treasuries. Okay, if the if the public markets could support the U.S. debt load, uh, the Fed wouldn't need to buy treasuries. Okay, so really, it's it's for conversation. I think it's important for Congress to uh, have open negotiations about how to appropriately spend the money. Uh, but I believe that the debt ceiling will get raised, and and the. Powell's comments, I thought, were uh, were right on. Fed Chair Jerome Powell seemed to uh, agree with you there in terms of uh, that happening. Let's talk a little bit about the ripple effects this has had on markets. Uh, you know, you've got the 10-year yields up to 4%. We've seen the uh, inverse uh, or that uh, yield curve inversion continue and widen ultimately. And, uh, you know, I guess one could argue the indices, uh, stocks have fared pretty well amidst all of this. Yeah, I would say so. You know, I was looking at um, the earnings yield on the S&P 500 with my colleague, and uh, the, the trailing earnings yield is is 5.23%. Now, I have a Fidelity money market that I checked this morning paying 4.46%. Okay, so, you know, there's a risk premium in stocks, but it's something like 80 basis points. 
I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. And so if we have, uh, you know, earnings are going down, we keep hearing this talk about earnings recessions. Um, you know, if you're, your risk-free rate, FDIC insured, or your money markets are paying 4.46, and your earnings yield is 5.5. I, I can't understand why you would you would look at stocks at, at these levels. Jake, talk to us a little bit about this week the uh, um, you know uh, spike in terms of expectations for a 50 basis point rate hike in March. Uh, where do you stand on that? Yeah, so you know, as I had said back uh, on February second, the Fed missed an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Remember, actions do speak louder than words. Okay, and the Fed could have gone 50 basis points in in February. They didn't. I think it would be. Um, I would be surprised if they went 50 basis points in March, uh, for the simple point that the majority of the FOMC participants chose 25 basis points. They would be publicly admitting they were wrong <laughs> if they were to go back to uh, 50 basis points. Now we'll hear that they're data dependent and so forth, um, but ultimately, Ben, again, the money supply issue is huge. M1 has decreased by 5% from its peak, okay? But it's still up more than 400% since March of 2020. So a 25 basis point hike or a 50 basis point hike ultimately isn't going to really address that issue. And I see you're showing the chart here. This is M1 as a ratio to M2, okay? So remember, M1 is money that is in your checking account for simple purposes, checking and checking, checking equivalents. M2 includes M1, but also takes into account um, your, your savings accounts and so forth. So for all intents and purposes, make this real simple, 92% of the money supply right now is in people's checking accounts. That's money that's standing by, that's ready to be spent. We know it's being spent on travel. We know it's being spent on hotels. We know it's being spent in restaurants. And of course, where do we see a lot of job openings in the service sector economy? Um, the Fed isn't going to move the needle that much by going 25 or 50. I thought they should have kept up with 50 in the past. I'd be surprised if they backpedaled and went to 50 now. Jake, talk to us about, uh, well, busy week, not only for the Fed and central banks in general, right? We had the RBA, they raised uh, BOC yesterday, left uh, unchanged ultimately. So uh, a bit of a pause there uh, with the RBA signaling that they might as well. Talk to us a little bit about the BOJ tomorrow, though. That's, I guess, uh, next on our horizon. Yeah, I see the BOJ likely continuing to, um, to move ahead, raising rates. Um, ultimately, you know, I think the, the rest of the world still has work to do. Um, it will be very interesting to see when the U.S. Hits, hits a peak terminal rate mm -hmm. uh, and if other central banks are, are hiking at that time. That is every implication for the dollar uh, DXY index. Um, we've been watching and we've been tweeting that out at, at Tucrium ETFs, watching that 105 level um, for, for the dollar index. I think that's an important one to keep an eye on near term. But ultimately, it's going to be who continues to hike when the Fed reaches peak terminal rates and then much further down the road when the Fed uh, potentially starts to to go the other way again. Jake, lastly, uh, we're keeping an eye on the U.S. dollar. We've been watching it hang out at 105, and here on the chart you can see for the most part it's in the middle of the range that we established last year, 94 to 114, and again, uh, hanging out right in the middle of that uh, uh, area that was established. Can you talk to us about how there's been a bit of a disconnect the last couple weeks or months, it seems like, 10-year yields inching back up to 4%, back to November levels, but if the dollar was back to November levels, we'd be talking 110. We're still hanging out below 106. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Remember, though, the, the treasuries do have the component of uh, folks like you and me and, and financial advisors looking at a 4% level and saying, hey, that's pretty good. Um, you know, or looking at three and a half and saying, you know, I might wait till it gets back to 4%. So there's there's a market element in treasuries that's that's truly about uh, investment returns. When you're speculating on currencies, that's that's what you're doing. And so that breakdown's not so surprising to me when you consider, uh, you know, how investors will use treasuries versus, versus dollars. Jake, appreciate you joining us, sharing your thoughts with us this Thursday morning. Jake Hanley, Managing Director, Senior Portfolio Strategist at Tecrium Trading, LLC.